I know we've talked about this in the past, but uh, we've had people, re- the requests for gifts are getting more mature. Yeah. Like compression socks. Compression socks. I put fucking gold bond gold on bond, my. Which, like, bitch, I will never, <laughs> ever buy you gold bond medicated powder. You can buy that your fucking self, okay? I just saw this meme that was like, Santa says, like, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, well, you know, I've been really into groceries lately and gas. <laughs> Utilities are nice, too. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> just cash. Cash would be good. So you know, I, I said know, a couple gonna, of your salary would be pretty good. You yeah. Know? So my Christmas wish list is going to be like a Costco card or like, oh. wouldn't that be sick, right? Like Costco well, gift card or like. I mean, uh, I think Dan's just about to put it on his wish list that's now. such a good, like, if you have like a... Uh, like a family gifts exchange or something. That'd be Dude, such people a would fight over that shit. Solid. Costco's mm-hmm. amazing. Idea. Well, also, like, do, do you buy toilet paper from anywhere else? No. 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 If I'm only, if I'm getting muffins, they're only getting them from one place. Uh, no. See, my thing Man, is with Costco, so the, I mean, this, this cold open took a weird turn, but like, I have to say this before we, <laughs> we finish be, it. We might be cutting it up into multiple. Whatever. Yeah. Costco muffins are delicious. Don't get me wrong. They are unmatched. They are no, it's not the end of sentence. Okay. (laughs) Because when you live in a house with just two people. Right. And you bring home twelve fucking giant muffins. Because they're not normal sized. It's like a muffin ate a muffin. You get two packs because it's Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no way to eat that before it goes bad. I don't know. Has anyone ever tried to freeze them? I don't know. Yeah. Can you freeze? Hell yeah, you can. It's amazing. All well, right. Never mind then. I, yeah. I've also never purchased Costco muffins. They've always just been around, right? Like, I, okay. we so, buy them for like family events. Yeah, that's what I was like. Like Christmas say. or some shit. And then, like, they're there. So, whenever we go to like Big Bear with a big group, we right. just get like the exactly. Oh, that's just like, like going to a mountain, like a mountain getaway somewhere with like a warm fireplace, pulling out the Costco muffins. Dan is a simple dude. Yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot, does it? I can feel the soft chub from here. (laughs) (laughs) There's a disturbance in the force. Chick sticks and everything in between. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Speeda. And you're listening to Two Salty Broads. So get ready for our salty surprise. And. You just got back from a kick-ass trip, bro. Okay, when we say just got back, I don't. I want people to not misunderstand. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I was. I didn't get back in last night. I didn't get in this morning. I got in twenty-five minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> so where'd you go? I was in the city of sin, the city that never sleeps, Las Vegas, and I was there for the when we were young music festival day two right day two as of when we're recording i guess yeah as of the this recording so for the 2022 when we were young festival it was two days for weekend one and one day for weekend two day one of weekend one was canceled because of wind and i have to say the wind was psychotic there was it yeah oh my gosh it the air quality index so where we live it's an average of you know 24 ish 
if it's like bad and smoggy, it can get to be in the 40s. The air quality index got to be 500. I don't even know how that's fathomable. Yeah, and it might have even been higher. It's just I think the the index maxes out at 500. And it's because there was the wind kicked up so much dust and obviously debris and everything. I mean, you couldn't see very far. It just the weather was bad. And I, I understand why they canceled it because you can't expect performers to try to sing in that shit Mm -hmm. you know and and people are what gonna stand out in that all day there's no way it's just really unfortunate that that happened and they did wait until the last minute to say something which was probably the wrong choice yeah an hour before the concert started right yeah and so like people showed the fuck up they're in their (sighs) outfits i actually saw and this is this is actually really sad i mean it's it's funny but sad but somebody had posted on a tiktok it was all the people that had been turned away from the concert walking down Las Vegas Boulevard and they played the Boulevard the be- of Broken Dreams. That's somebody else called it that, but they were played the music to um, the beginning of My Chemical Romance is the Black Parade. So it was like, <laughs> do, 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 do. And so somebody oh. said the real Black Parade. Man. Yeah, I was like, damn. And it was really awkward and sad because like we interacted with some people at the hotel that were like, oh, we were supposed to go on Saturday. Did you guys have fun? And it was like, awkward. Like, yeah, man, it was the best fucking time <laughs> ever. Sorry. So I want to know because there is like a shocking number of just not shocking. I guess I have not seen any footage of the concert. Like I've, what I've seen is like little snippets here and there. Mm-hmm. But it sounds seems like people were really in the moment. No one fucking recorded it for the rest of us plebs who couldn't afford to go. I honestly think, cause so even for some of the huge bands, like I, I think for My Chemical Romance and Paramore, there were 80,000 people there. And some of the huge songs, you know, you'd see a handful of phones go out. But- a handful? You know, you'd see a few hundred or something, oh, but okay. out of thousands of people, that's mm-hmm. a very small percentage. Yeah. And, and I, it just seemed like as a whole, people were mo- fo- more focused on just being there, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of crazy. And like I said, 80,000 people and just seeing all these people. And what I noticed is a lot of the people there are much more in the uh, older age group. So like the older millennials, Gen X, um, that that group our crew yeah yeah um and i think it's just because it that whole concert captures the the zeitgeist of like the emo kid era the like angsty teen era of the early 2000s or late 90s well i guess maybe not 90s because it really wasn't emo then it was like 80s it died and then came back in the early 2000s i think 90s was like punk yeah yeah so just to to see that and relive that was insane and just how excited people were to be there. And that's part of why the concert was awesome. Because, I mean, yeah, there were challenges because, again, 80,000 people equals lines for literally everything. Oof. You're not walking anywhere without touching people. But having so many people just, just like the energy, just people singing all the songs and going everywhere, it just made it so overwhelming and so crazy. And because that was the first concert, I think, of that genre on that biggest scale, because even like Vans Warped Tour never mm. got huge. Like, I mean, it was popular for sure. But I think it was a Southern California popular thing. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like when we were young was like This was international. Global. People yeah. flew in from England, from Australia. There were a couple people from like, uh, I think, Eastern Europe. There, I mean, people flew all over. And some of these people didn't even get to go. Like there were a couple people from Australia Ugh. that didn't get to go. Yeah. Oh man, I, I know. I can't. Crazy, right? So and what's I feel like what I love about concerts and music and festivals and all that stuff, it's like 
music and sports and these things are like so such unifying things because you i mean like we said one of the guys we chatted with who didn't get to go he was from mexico and obviously he's from a different country the culture is different but he loves all these same bands so i you know you could be from anywhere in the world and love the same bands as somebody else from somewhere else in the world and and something about that artist's lyrics or their music or whatever, it touched you and it touched someone else. And maybe it wasn't for the same reasons, but you guys all come together because you love that music. I just love seeing that. That's why I love music and sporting events and things like that, just to see people united and just loving the same thing. It's so cool. And I think that there's a lot of power in those kinds of events. And it was really cool to be a part of this one because this was like a big one for that particular genre, I think. Can you name like one or two moments during the, I mean, because it was a whole day festival with like 30 bands or something like that, like something insane. I think but it was, it might have actually been more than that, oh but shit. I don't know. I have the shirt on my, or the jacket on my back. I'm not sure. I, it was a lot of bands. It started at noon and they ended at midnight. So, oh, and yeah. there was zero, and there's four, five stages going and there was zero break. Oof. So like. There'd be three or four bands playing at the same time. And then there was one stage where there were two stages next to each other and it just alternated. It never stopped. So I think like the biggest moments um, were like My Chemical Romance and Paramore, since they were the two headliners, having 90% of the venue. So you're thinking like literally 80,000 people standing next to each other. There's, an, there's not sitting, they're not sitting. They're all just standing next to each other, jumping up and down, like screaming these songs. That's insane. I mean, that's literally insane. Um, did I cry during the Black Parade? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know, if you want to find out, you have to talk to my lawyer. But <laughs> it was pretty powerful. Um, I also cried during uh, Avril Lavigne. She was there. And that's just because that girl was my bitch. Oh, dude. When yeah. I was 13, I thought I wanted to be her so bad. Um, so being able to see her was super nostalgic. It was like too much nostalgia. You know what I mean? You just overwhelmed. Literally, I'm like, too much. why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> I felt like such a little bitch. I honestly <laughs> really did. And so I've never thought I was a concert crier. And prior to this episode, I reflected on it a little bit. I think I might be. And maybe it's just because I'm so easily moved by music. Like music in movies, you put the right music. Like I'm, I'm moved. Like somebody dying on screen won't make me cry necessarily, but if the music is right, like Gladiator, it's a perfect fucking. Oh, example. dude, yeah, right. Like At you, the end. if there was just, I, I don't know, the music in that soundtrack, it just elevates everything for me. Well, and when they all step forward to pick him up, just right, dude. That's I know, I know, it's too much. So I was writing down some of the the moments that I've, and honestly, reading that, I'm like, wow, <laughs> like I cried during Coldplay. That one's just because it was overwhelming again. A mm -hmm. huge stadium, everybody singing Fix You and like screaming it. Oh, I just, can't even imagine. It was powerful. But I did cry during the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. So this one was actually kind of, it was a surprise. So sure. yeah. we went to see, I went through a phase. Okay, and uh, let me preface this. I was not obsessed with the Jonas Brothers. I was not like a believer. I wasn't one of those. But the Jonas Brothers, I liked their songs. They were bouncy as fuck, and they, it was like fun to jam in the car too. So we went to go see the Jonas Brothers 3D movie experience at the El Capitan in LA. <laughs> and it was the premiere of their movie. I'm not ashamed. It's now out in the world. Everybody I'm knows. I'm kind of ashamed for you, but <laughs> I'll continue, please. And before the movie, 
the Jonas Brothers came out as a surprise and they started playing some some music. And they did like a mini concert before the the film. And that just took me by surprise. And again, the same thing, having everybody being so excited and jumping up and down and singing the songs. It's because I, I wasn't like in love with the Jonas Brothers. I didn't really ever find them attractive. No offense to them, you know. But it was just, I think I'm sensitive to like energy stuff like that. Like everyone being so the overwhelmed. Camaraderie. Yeah. And I just was getting a little emotional with all my fellow Joe bro, bros, bromeos, bro, whatever. Like Joan, a, whatever they're called. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Whatever like a believer equivalent is for Jonas Brothers. <laughs> so Joe Brohos, the Jonas Brothers, when, when they became popular, I yeah. think it was like early 2010s or something like something that. Like yeah, that. yeah. A little too late for me to be into them. <laughs> That's when I realized I was old. Because I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. And then the uh, whole One Direction thing kicked yeah, and off. And, every, that's and I, when I'm I still became confused. Because I didn't understand One Direction. Listen, some of their music catchy. I think is catchy. Yeah. Unless it's the Jonas Brothers that I think are catchy. Whatever. I'm sure they both have good music. But I think, I think when so we were young. So is it like young, a boy band thing? No, because I was oh. obsessed with NSYNC. If I ever saw NSYNC live. Tears. Immediately. I wouldn't even be in the concert arena. I'd be in the parking lot just, just crying. crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was this one girl during the used, um, and it was her favorite band. And when Ugh. they went on, she just kept crying. And it was so funny because she's an ugly crier. God Ugh. bless this, ba- this poor little baby girl. But she, she was so into it. And she was just ugly crying the whole time. She captured the spirit of when we were young, I think. And it was great. There was one girl walking around. She had a picture. She had a clear backpack because we had to clear bags. And in the front pocket, she had a picture of herself in high school looking like a scene emo kid. It was so nice. The whole thing was just nostalgia. That whole day was literally nostalgia. I feel like everyone cried ugly at least to one band there. They had to. And that's like the cool thing about That's the thing I really respect about that because that – there's so many bands like like you put, uh, there. I mean, they're like, Heights. there are like ten bills on that bill. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me let me look at uh, Lindsay's jacket. You want to yeah. look at my jacket? Yeah, there there was a lot, and it was really hard to choose because a lot of the bands they went at the same time, and a lot of these are probably bands that like you're like, oh, I've waited twenty years to see this band, and right. in high school, a lot of these bands I liked them, but I didn't, I wasn't really friends with people that listened to them. And Mayday my Parade, dude, <laughs> we barely. So funny story about Mayday Parade. Me and my roommate went to see them uh, this summer, but your girl drank too much blueberry oh. margarita <laughs> <laughs> and we had to leave before Mayday Parade went on. It wasn't intentional. I just forgot to eat. I do that sometimes. Oopsie. Made a poopsie. What's that like? What's it like? It's painful. And you know what's really painful is we live right next to the venue. And so I could hear it. You know, I'm like laying in my bed wanting to die. And I can hear. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And so I said, you guys, this is Redemption 2022. We're going to get in there. We're going to see them. But the line to get in was so long because there were like two entrances and 80,000 people Mm -hmm. figure it out. Right. And so we got in and I told my roommate, I'm like, all right, come on. We got to go. We got to go. They're on right now. We got to (laughs) go. And so we're trying to. That reminds me of another concert, but continue. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can talk about that one. And so we got over there and we made it to the very last song, the last like 30 seconds. 
So it was a little bit of redemption. It wasn't the full, <laughs> like, you know, the full experience that I was hoping for. I didn't uh, feel the full release, but I did get a little taste. Okay. They blue balled me a little bit. But here's the thing. You made it to My Chemical Romance. I so- did, but that was also at like 10.40 p.m. So if I was if I missed that one, I did something wrong. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, but... It would have been easy if you had... I'm sure that the line for waters at this concert was longer than the line for alcohol. It was the only line that wasn't long, was the water line. People were drinking? Yeah, but they... Okay, they had so many bars. They had to have had almost 100 bar stands. And Holy that's... Shit. I'm not being dramatic. That was There was probably that many. And there was never a line for them. The water line was never long because I think people didn't care about their health. Uh, the food lines were insane. We had to wait for approximately an hour for buffalo fries. It was psychotic. People were ready to start rioting. And you, I mean, emo kids, they've yeah. already got enough emotional issues. <laughs> don't, you don't give them their fries. I think that's just, it's done. I mean, especially with the whole jerk in their chain the day before. I mean, like- for real, for real. It was a very emotional time. And I will, you know what I will say? And I think because of that, some people, you know, they were in the pit the whole time, not getting water not oh. eating a couple people passed out but to paramore and my chemical romance's credit they stopped the sh- like they turned the, all the house lights on or like you know whatever the stadium light whatever the lights festival lights they stopped playing they're like stop 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 they said you know back up give them space give them space and they said you people that are around them hold up your phones turn on lights so security can see where it is and so they that happened a couple times and they took it very seriously yeah yeah, they should. Uh, yeah and they should and my no. chemical romance even had a sign that said um if you, you someone falls down help them up mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool so they they yeah. had a really good approach to things but people were f- passing the fuck out which and i know it's because they weren't you know doing the things and i can tell mm-hmm. you without even seeing those people that they were probably not 30 because thirty year olds plus they know. we ha- no, we we just have to know. Yeah. We're not allowed to not know. Yeah. I saw I saw a video or I guess it was a picture of a guy's clear backpack at the concert and you see like ibuprofen, the tums, the dude. I saw so many people that had medication in their bags and like, you know, sunscreen and a couple yeah. pairs of glasses and a hat. I mean, and I, this is me too. I'm not saying everybody else but me. I had all this shit too, for the, sure. The name of the the event was very when, when we, we were, were young. young. Yeah, when yeah. we yeah. were young. So like, so I don't know, Sabita, if this is true for you, but so going to concerts in your 20s and your 30s, you feel like there's a difference, right? There, there for sure is a difference, but I think that, and, and you know, we can get more into this as we explore like you know, our first concert experiences and then the different types of music venues that and music um, experiences that we've been to. Because I think when we were young kind of falls into a uh, the same list as like Epicenter and Warp Tour where it's, it's a bunch of bigger name bands and the experience is a little bit different than, say, us going to a Dropkick Murphys concert. Um, mm-hmm. Or missing a Dropkick Murphys concert. Hey, man, that wasn't our fault. It was billed differently no, I, on the ticket. It was billed differently on the ticket. I it? hold, yeah, I will die on that hill. It was. It was the Dropkick Murphys and who else? Rancid. Was, Rancid. Which I'm sorry, but I had no idea Rancid was allegedly, and I say allegedly because I'm not convinced, more popular than the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, it, apparently Rancid was the headliner. Oops. We waited too long to get there. And like 
the concert when like we were Mayday Parade. Yeah, like so Mayday now, Parade. Yeah. I am on an absolute vendetta. <laughs> Third times. It's it's now called the three for tour because <laughs> Dropkick Murphys, I've not seen them now twice for two different reasons. And now same with Mayday Parade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those two need to have a concert together. That way you could just. <laughs> that would be complete. If you guys don't know the music styles of those two bands, look them up and you'll see why that's funny. Because it's, it's both rock, but very Emo and like kinds. punk Irish yeah. rock. The, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't even know what that would be yeah, like. Ketchup I, on ice cream. It doesn't really go. <laughs> and if any of you do that, please don't. have a word with your fucking self because <laughs> those two things do not go together. I don't, you will not convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, I know for me, so I'll say this, okay, difference <clears throat> between 20s and 30s yeah. for me, it's like a planning thing, right? Yes. Like there is no, you just show up, especially if it's a thing like this. I have my sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. I bought fancy earplugs that filter out the bad frequencies. Apparently, I need to do that. Yes, oh you do. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> imperative now these days. Unless you want to be going, eh? Eh, what was that, Sonny boy? Yeah, unless you want that high-pitched ringing in your ears like yeah. 24-7. You got to fix that shit. You know, you got hats. Start. Dude, okay, after the- Ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. After the concert, I swear, when we were leaving, um, I sneezed. And my back hurt because we stood for like 12 hours. I almost fell down. because like my back almost gave out when I sneezed. <laughs> I, I went, Ajoo! and I like kind of collapsed a little bit. And the second one, when it was coming, I already kind of got into that position to like stretch my back <laughs> out so it wouldn't hurt so much when I sneezed. It's in moments like that that you realize that you are not immortal and that death is coming for us all. It is. <laughs> we can't slow it down. <laughs> and I got to just accept the changes yeah. that are happening because that was a really hard moment for me to acknowledge that like I almost threw my back out sneezing because I had to stand for too long. <laughs> I mean, it was a 12-hour concert, though. I don't... Yeah. Even in my 20s, I think that would have been a little rough for me. Uh, but that being said... Nowadays, when I'm looking to go to a concert, literally the first thought is, do we have a seat? Do we have a seat? Do we? Ha- I don't need to sit. And actually, when we went to see Flogging Molly not too long ago, I think I sat for like a song. Yeah. And I think I was standing for the rest of the time, but you have the option. Right. It's comforting knowing that you have that there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like a designated spot, right? It's mm-hmm. like this, you paid for this square foot. Yeah. And nobody can encroach on that because that is mm-hmm. your space. Yeah. Whereas like if you're in a mosh pit or something. Yeah. People are sweaty and they're like running into you yeah. or a giraffe decides to stand in front of you. <laughs> Why is it always like that? Right. I Not being a tall know. person. It's like the tall people know and they go stand in front of you on purpose. They do. Yeah. I went, went to Epicenter in 2009 when I think it was 2009 when Eminem uh, made his comeback. Dude. Was so, that epic? Oh, dude, Eminem was so fucking good, but he wasn't the headliner. Really? Kiss was the headliner. Wow. Which, like, know your audience, my dude, because half the group left after Eminem. Like, I mean, I would, I would watch Kiss, but like, I, I that would honestly feel like, like I'm blowing my load on Eminem. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I I'll gave have nothing everything. left for Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I like, I was just standing there and letting Kiss do whatever they were doing on the stage, and I was yeah. like, I think I'm a couple decades too young for this but eminem brought out uh his band m12 uh, d12 yeah Get out of here oh my he, goodness oh 
instant just euphoria. I was so super thrilled. I was wet because people kept throwing beers everywhere, like throwing water bottles. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I was like 19, 20 years old. I had like pushed myself closer to the stage. I wasn't near the stage, but you know when like there aren't any seats, so you're like standing far back as possible Mm -hmm. and all you can see is like maybe a speck in the distance and like the the big monitors Mm -hmm. you know for the rest of the group no i could see him like i could see the clear day i could see on his face and then this guy like this fucking giraffe and his short-ass girlfriend decided to stand right in front of me rude and not even the short-ass girlfriend stood in front of you the giraffe did the giraffe no she was I think he put her on his shoulders oh, at one come point. On. And I was like, this is just adding insult to injury. At one point, I had had enough, and I, like, poked him. I was like, excuse me, sir. Hello. He's like, well, then you should just push your way to the front, too. And I went, I did, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, had been st- I had been standing there through Bush. Like, I was dedicated. And this is Bush, like, you, you married on to... Bush? It wasn't. Yeah, it was not the vibe that I was feeling at that moment. Okay, (laughs) I had been waiting in that spot for a hot ass second. Okay, so I waited through Bush. I waited through Bush, and this is like Gwen, like married to Gwen Stefani era Bush. This is like old Bush. This is old Bush. Mm. I mean, Bush is old as as it is, but like I had been waiting there, and this giraffe just did not move i had to kind of there were some nice people i guess to the side that were like come in front like because i'm not even five foot my dude you can look right over me right no problem right people can get rude at concerts so i mentioned like oh energy everybody's clapping together even then people can get fucking crazy my sister and i we went to a concert and it was for uh a breathe carolina if you don't know them look them up they're pretty good um this girl, my sister had worked her way to the front. I was a little older at this point, so I was like a, a back viber person at this point. I, I didn't need to. I w- my days of pushing mm-hmm. to the front had kind of ended. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> just more comfortable back there. People yeah, I can you. dance. Yeah. I can vibe. Nobody's touching me. It's fine. Um, but she got to the front, and this other girl was like wanting to be where my sister was, and my sister kind of held her ground. She was holding the gate where they mm-hmm. separate the stage from the people, and this girl bit my sister she what? bit down on her yeah and like it left a mark she actually had a scar for a while it healed my sister got a um a tattoo in that area i believe it was in that same area of a, a shark jaw <laughs> a shark bone or oh, whatever yeah jaw. it's her it's her uh, yeah <laughs> but <laughs> she uh, survived man but like why is that your strategy why the fuck would you want to bite a sweaty person at a concert because you want to be where they're standing Dude, I uh, you know what? If that's what it's going to be, you can have my fucking spot. I don't need you biting me. Fuck yeah. no. No, I was at a Bite Me Bambi concert recently. Yeah, did anybody bite su- you? No, but a sweaty guy sweated all over me. I don't know if you saw that. I was uncomfortable. That's true. was right next to that guy. I did yeah. see him. I was trying to hold my, my you know, hold yeah. the area. I was right at the, right at the partition and... Uh, Mm-hmm. He won because he was just sweatier than and I was. And he was like just very insistent on being where you were. I think he saw he that you were short and was like, I can bitch. take her. I can take her. Yep. The thing is, if you're sweaty, I'm just going to let you have it. But if you're not, we're going to fight. <laughs> True. Fists. I'm throwing fists. Yeah. Uh, Do fights break out at Bite Me Bambi concerts, Dan? Um, not really because that's not really what ska concerts are about. 
Ooh, yeah. Let's talk about the energy of different concerts because that is Ooh, a thing that for is a sure. Thing. Oh, yeah, totally. The vibe at ska concerts, I love it because it's goofy. It is, and there's kids. There's a ton of kids and like families there. Yeah, there's families. There's like old people from like you know first wave ska times. Mm-hmm. There's millennials. Yeah, there's, there's I mean, there's generations of people that have yeah. listened to this. So yeah, you got people that have gotten their kids into listening into it, who have gotten their kids listening mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. It's pretty yep. fun. It is fun. I think. Uh, big thing is that yeah it's like big big on inclusion um and yeah you're right now it's big for families um but even like you were talking about i mean we're talking about like uh concerts with multiple thousands of people um uh, i was trying to compare like um paramore stopping Mm -hmm. concert compared to like travis scott that Mm -hmm. whole incident Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean there's a whole different vibe going on for that kind of stuff too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. totally Mm mm-hmm I just know that like when I go, I feel like your energy changes when you go. So like when I go to a ska concert, it's like goofy, wee, fun time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go to, and maybe you don't have experience with this one, Sapita, but I think the most drunk people that I see for at concerts are country concerts, without a doubt. I've never by been far to a away. country concert. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The most drunk, I think that I've seen people as a whole. Uh, in terms of volume and magnitude, Jesus. would be at country concerts. Have you seen a guy like puke on someone else? Um, I don't know, but I've seen a girl fall down like f- uh, stairs at a stadium. Oof! I've seen a lot of people get kicked out at country concerts. I've seen girls throw up in the bathrooms. I don't know what it is about country music, but Man. people just start drinking the the liquor, and it just never stops. It didn't like. Doesn't country music talk about three things? The girl that left. Oh no, it's the dog. It's not beer. And the truck, right? Or is it beer? I feel like the phrases that get said the most are like Dixie Cup in my truck out in the woods with my girl in her cut off jeans. So what's in the Dixie Cup then? Beer. There you go. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they sing about alcohol all the time. But I yeah. think all genres sing about alcohol. I don't know. They do because I, I mean, I've been to some hip hop concerts and those are the least messy, I think. You know what? I see a lot of almost sex at hip-hop though. sex yes but yeah. like in terms of belligerently drunk nah they, a lot of weed though a lot yeah. of weed a lot, a lot of, of weed. weed and a lot of vibes a lot of weed. but there's weed and fucking at hip-hop <laughs> concerts and i feel so goth concerts i don't know if you've been to those um not to my recollection okay so those ones are pretty vibey so there's not a whole lot going on but people kind of dance in place and the best way i've heard it ever described is goth people dance like they're looking for their glasses <laughs> so what it's a lot of like look like reaching with their hands and kind of like going side to side. So it looks like they're looking for something and reaching for. So oh, somebody described man. it once as looking for their glasses. Oh, my God. And so there's just a lot of that. And it's fucking awesome. Now, now I need to know, is that outdoor video that's like viral? Is that real? Is that like actual goth dancing or no? I don't know what I'm, I don't know. I can't I'll, wait I'll have in to on find it, it yeah. and show you and maybe we'll lay I don't know. Maybe. But. I just know that I mean goth people they kind of dance and stay in one place and dance. I goth concerts are fucking rad because everybody kind of accepts each other, respects each other and they're just more focused on kind of dancing than anything else. So those are pretty pretty vibey and cool. Have I've never been more uncomfortable at a concert than I have at a pop concert. Pop. Pop. Yeah. So do you have a specific example? So I only have one example because I was, I was trying to rack my brain and be like, I, I must have gone to a different 
pop concert in my day. No, the only one I've ever been to is the Enrique Iglesias and Jennifer Lopez concert. Wow, um, that was probably at the a Staples banger. Center. Were you so en- Enrique was fen- phenomenal. Enrique was great. J Lo, I sat the entire time. Is She's a great she performer, okay. but like, I don't. I think the reason I like, you know, more more rock concerts or like. Uh, you know, even raves or hip hop concerts, mm-hmm. even Persian concerts, is that camaraderie that you talk about, mm-hmm. right? The togetherness. Yeah. Like, even you, you like look around and like you bond with the people that are standing totally. around. Totally. You can look you. to your right and like sing at the person and they kind of yeah. look back at you. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe at, and it might have been this particular concert. You might have a different experience if you've been to other pop concerts, but it felt a lot more just kind of stuck up in, in a way, mm-hmm. and you couldn't just feel the love coming at you you know i'm gonna agree with you because so i saw so i mentioned the jonas brothers i saw Mm -hmm. them at the el capitan thing that was really small but i saw them actually on a tour like big you know arena thing Mm -hmm. and that actually so i had fun in the sense it was fun seeing jonas brothers singing Mm -hmm. jonas brothers songs but the people around me not fun it was not fun because they kept trying to push into our spot and maybe it's because they were a little bit younger than me too Mm -hmm. but I would agree with you that the energy feels a little bit off. It's more like I'm not here to be with everybody singing songs with my favorite artists. I'm mm-hmm. here to watch my favorite artists and I will do anything to get to the front and fuck all of you. I don't know. It yeah. just it the energy does feel a little bit different. I guess I would agree with you. But I also haven't been to enough pop concerts to weigh in on that. Yeah. Like I said, and that's not my go to. No. I mean if if I'm gonna go to a concert, it's more than likely going to be some form of rock concert. Maybe an Irish band, mm-hmm. a metal band, uh, Ska, Bite Me Bambi. Um, I, I would have loved to have joined you guys, but unfortunately the price wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Blink-182 can suck my dick, so can Ticketmaster. Yeah, um, it's, it, I, it's more Ticketmaster, I think. Than whatever, yeah. I'm still going to blame Blink-182. <laughs> and so next year's we were uh, When We Were Young mm-hmm. lineup, Seems very much like on the radio y, like all the concerts like were had huge radio presences. And I'm wondering if that's gonna draw in that pop crowd or if it's going to be a lot like this year, where I mean, unless you were in the emo scene, you might have if if you were not, you might have heard of Avril Avril Lavigne, Paramore, mm-hmm. and My Chemical Romance. But those others like Mayday Parade, the mm-hmm. use, um, Hawthorne Heights. Hawthorne Heights, you know. I Prevail. Or was All Time like Low there too? No, they'll be there next year. Okay. Well, they did show up during Avril's set though. They did that's sing what a song I heard. together. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. But, yeah. you know, those are a lot more niche, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I think so. <laughs> the way I describe next year's lineup is they are the rock section of the now that's what I call music. Like yes. One through like. 18 numbers one through 18 oh, man, so or whatever many. i'm just looking <laughs> there are, at i think oh, there some 41 yeah i know there's a lot of really so it's a, like very pop punk or like mm-hmm. kind of punky and that's not emo that that's i no, mean it's still it's different vibe. it's a good time it's a different vibe I, you know i mean a lot of this was pop punk too of this e- year's wasn't e- it e- it was a little more emo heavy i guess yeah yeah but i mean 
I'm not here to gatekeep any of it. No, I'm just no, thinking, it's all like, kind of cross. It's time. a spectrum. It, yeah. yeah, and and it's, it's what I vibe with most. Like when yeah. when we went to, um, I, I mean, the, my last concert experience, Swagging Molly. Like mm-hmm. it was a much smaller crowd. I think earlier in that week, uh, Pitbull had performed at that mm-hmm. same stage that we went to, and we were sitting next to a, a couple of women who had been there for both concerts, and they were describing the crowds and the difference in the crowds, and it's just like. It's it's more of a group that I I feel very connected with on a musical level, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to music. Um, whereas the Pitbull one, it, again, fun times had by all, but it, it's different. I feel mm-hmm. like it's different. It's just kind of like for me, it's like going to a rock concert versus going to a rave or versus going to a um, a club where a performer is going to be headlining the show. Mm-hmm. They're all different. True. I agree. So I'm curious. Maybe you can answer this for me. How old were you when you went to your first concert? And what was it? So I was... It depends on what you would consider, like, concert. So I was actually fairly young when I went to my first concert. I I was, like, nine, maybe younger. Um, But it was every year up until a certain point. I don't know if they're still doing it. But there used to be a huge... Persian festival in uh, Orange County. Oh, cool. And every year they'd have a relatively popular Persian uh, artist. And one year her name was Le- uh, is Leila Furuhar. Um, she was my favorite artist at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she performed, and I remember being right at the gate and, like, just waiting, like, to see her. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, that was a good time. But my first, again, don't know if this counts, first American English concert experience was a battle of the bands at the house of blues I like that counts does it count okay yeah, yeah it wasn't any notable bands um there was one band they actually ended up i think they ended up winning um and i bought their cd and i i love them but i keep looking for them and i i don't they never think, made it huh? i don't think so Darn. but their music was awesome um and then the most notable first concert was aerosmith dude yeah. solid that's a pretty yeah. good array it's a pretty wide array of yeah. good firsts what about yours so I was a little bit, I mean, I'm sure I went to things kind of like you said, like festivals or things yeah. like that. But my first like hard ticket going to a place to see this specific person. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 14, my mom bought my sister and I each tickets to go to like our first concerts. She took my sister to Sarah Brightman. So this mm-hmm. like operatic, very beautiful thing. And then I went to um, Alice Cooper. Fuck yeah. I was 14, yeah. And it was on Halloween. Ugh. So I didn't like go trick or treating with my friends or anything. No, um, you did something better. Oh, dude, I did. And so when you went in, um, it the people were dressed up. So I I didn't know I was fourteen. I really wasn't familiar with like what BDSM was. <laughs> but there was a guy running around in a diaper, and he had a ball gag in his mouth, and on his chest he had like gimp or something written on his <laughs> chest. <laughs> and I I don't know. It was a wild fucking time. And, um, my mom and I ended up standing next to this dad and his daughter and she had like painted Alice Cooper eyes on herself and she's like, Oh, here, do you want me to do it? I'll just take my mascara and like rub it on you. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And so this (laughs) random girl rubbed her makeup all over my face to make me look like Alice Cooper and my life changed, man, seeing him on stage and seeing how theatrical he was and just how talented he is. I came home with like this jacket. They only had one size of jacket left. It was like a two XL and I didn't give a shit and I bought it. And 
I there's my mom has a picture of me after the concert sitting on my bed and I have this oversized jacket and this <laughs> beanie with the Alice Cooper eyes. So I look like an asshole. But I yeah, look the like a total emo grin, asshole. Right? Oh dude, I was so happy. And so he is forever my favorite for lots of reasons, but that's definitely one of them. Um just so performative and so mm-hmm. talented and what a what a first concert. Man. Lots of BDSM dudes <laughs> running around while a old rocker guy sings about school being out for the summer it was it was awesome it's totally rad have you uh seen him since or i've seen him several times since okay. then i think i've seen him three or four times now um i did want to see him uh this last time but i was taking an exam uh for work the day that he was performing so that was a non-option sadly but next yeah. time there's next always time. next time yeah what about you dan um I can say the first concert that I know that my mom will say that I went to was when she was pregnant with me. She specifically said she went to see Cheap Trick. Dude, Cheap Trick slams live. They fucking do. I've seen them twice since then. They're so good. They are so fun. Surrender is a fucking bop mm-hmm. for the end of time so maybe that's yeah. why you were so, destined to be a drummer you know hey yeah. bunny carlos there was in go. the jeans but uh the that was the first like concert quote unquote but the the first real one that i can remember going to there are two concerts at the bowl there's one for um john mellencamp and john fogarty Mm-hmm. that we watched Mom, my dad is very happy for john fogarty because he's a big clearance clearwater Credence? for Credence Credence, clearwater yeah. Yeah, CCR. yeah so he's a big fan of that um but the the other one was actually a performance of rhapsody in blue at the hollywood bowl really that's cool i can actually i'm thinking about i think i've been to almost as much classical concerts not even just like that i seek them out but just happen to have been to as many like classical performances as I have mm-hmm. um, seeked out uh, pop music stuff. I think that symphonic stuff is awesome. It is a different vibe. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. But it, it hits, I'd say I get more chills listening to or like experiencing those because like um, I went to school in San Francisco and to go to Davies Symphony Hall, I would get free tickets through someone mm-hmm. I knew. Oh, hearing it in a symphony hall that's designed for that kind of music, it chills. It's crazy. <laughs> Because it's pure sound. Mm-hmm. Like I, I listen to music for sound. A lot of people listen to for lyrics. I listen to it for sound. We well, so. are Dan the sound guy. So yeah. That makes sense. See exactly. But but yeah. So that those are my first two concerts. Damn. Okay. Nice. So very yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, actually, does a rave count as a first concert? A rave. Did someone perform? Like you know, was a bass nectar. There? Oh, that's, that counts. Absolutely. That, yeah. That counts. Okay. So I think bass nectar might have been before Aerosmith. Oh wow. Okay. Wow, then we are very we are very all over different. The place. Yeah, got a rave, a rock I, concert. And those a are symphony. I've been to. I haven't been to many electronic uh, stuff, but the one that I have seen is Dead Mouse. Mm, oh, that probably I saw Dead Mouse in Vegas. That once. is an, like someone who truly understands like what they're. Uh, man, he's so man, so crazy. I love it. I guess that's a really good segue actually into Vegas concerts because Vegas has a ton of residencies and I haven't seen it's insane dude. It's unholy how many music artists and mm-hmm. DJs are there. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, and while I don't think I've ever seen any of the Celine Dion shows, I, I never saw Britney or, or any of those uh, artists. Um, if you go to one of the nightclubs, I mean, they do have resident artists, but then yep. they have like, 
other artists that might come mm-hmm. and perform. I've seen so many just DJs, or mm-hmm. I've seen, I think, um, Avicii a couple times. I've seen the Chainsmokers a couple mm-hmm. of times. People go nuts. I remember when we went mm-hmm. a couple years ago. For me, it kind of felt like, oh, no, the Chainsmokers are always here. But, like... No, dude, dude. they went hard. <laughs> it was so good, I thought. And yeah. I saw Steve Aoki on Friday. Yeah. That man knows how to mix a song, I'll tell you what. <laughs> like, you know, every song, you're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was going to explode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but those so crowds fun. are different, too. Totally different. It, it's not a camaraderie crowd. No. But, like, you still feel like everyone is... You just feel like the energy, it's it's the, oh, yeah, energy. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's the only way to describe Other it. Other than the, it's that beat dropping, fist pumping, Jersey Shore shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I it's, mean, and, and raves are kind of like that, but like a little bit mellowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no I feel like, like. the energy there, though, is more like together, though. Yeah, but when but before that beat drops, everyone raises their hands and everyone's just ready for it. They're ready for it. They're ready for it. It's like when you have to sneeze and you're just like, ha, 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 ha. Dude, that would be a yeah. sick EDM song, wouldn't it be? They call it the sneeze? No. Ah, ah, It would be sick. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to mix a song called The Sneeze and it's going to go fucking viral. You heard it here first. God. Um,. Are there any notable concerts that you've been to that you want to talk about before I get into things that perturbed me about certain concerts? I mean, I could go on and on. And I feel like just for for the sake of not watering down anything that I mentioned, I'll say Coldplay was very intense just because the amount of people that were there and the just how it's like you don't realize how many Coldplay fans there are until you go to a Coldplay concert, which was pretty insane. Would you consider Coldplay to be like pop adjacent? Yeah, definitely. They're okay. definitely they are, pop rock leaning on the they pop. They're like considered one of the pop acts. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Because they're like world renowned. They go do Yeah, world they tours. are majorly popular internationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Internationally. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say them. I would say Ben Rector was actually also one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Just that guy captures the spirit of the millennial, I think. So if you're a millennial, I think Ben Rector would probably sing a song that resonates with you. Um, and I also think the Blink... So I saw Blink-182. When they broke up the first time, I didn't get to see them. And someone I know uh, kind of made fun of me. They're like, ha-ha, Lindsay, you're never going to get to see them. Nana and a boo-boo. Like, <laughs> and I thought that was kind of mean. And then they got together and they went on tour and I was like, this is my fucking chance. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I did, I fought my way and I was in the very, very front oh, shit. for that concert when they got back together the first time. And I almost passed out <laughs> because it was so hot and people were really, they were pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and my shirt, I basically had to throw my shirt away. It was so sweaty. I just got rid of it. <laughs> um, but that was like, as far as intensity, that was probably like a pretty, the most epic one, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You're talking about things that piss you off. No, yeah, but now I'm looking at them and I'm like, I touched on most of them. Oh, already, yeah. Or people who record an entire concert on their phones. That but, I don't get. But you it's didn't like, see how that. often do you revisit those videos that you do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I that mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of recording stuff like that. I mean, if there's something, because I do, I have recorded some things where I'm like, oh, this is my favorite song they sing, and I'm, mm-hmm. I do like a little 30 second clip. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I am. Eh. 
What about bands or artists that are not as well-known, not as renowned, that just never come to your fucking area? Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Paolo Nutini, I'm looking at you. Can you please at least come to the West Coast of the United States? Yeah, Paolo, come on. Yeah. Just leave England for a little bit. See what happens. Pay them. Oh. I mean, I would. I'd pay for a ticket. I'll, yeah, I'll pay for a ticket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just maybe they don't have as big of followings out here. That's but usually how yeah. it goes. There's an industrial metal artist that I'm just patiently waiting for to go on <laughs> tour, and he just won't, or they just won't, and I'm just... It's just it's a shame. It ain't right, you know? It's kind of like if you're waiting for Bite Me Bambi to visit your town. And yeah, you're like, exactly. Dan, you fucking suck, then man. Then go to Bite Me Bambi's Instagram and let them know. Say, at... Buy me, me Bambi. Bambi. Dan, you suck. <laughs> Come to insert city here. Yeah. And then they'll go. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about Ticketmaster for a second? Because You mean I the know- shit they're doing? Yeah. Dude. Fuck those bastards. I mean, it, it was bad before. Yeah. What the fuck is happening with these Blink-182 Dynamic pricing. It's with all artists now. It's like a popular artist, I think, anyway. I think the artist has to okay it. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. You might have to do some research there. Okay. But like you buy a section. If Ticketmaster or Live Nation or whoever notices that a lot of tickets in that section are being sold, they dynamically increase based on demand. So if you buy a ticket in section 502 and I buy a ticket in section 502 and Dan buys that same ticket section the next day, it could be 50 bucks more because everybody's... And I feel like the areas and concerts that go first are the very front and the very back. Right, yeah. it's the people that are like, I need to be in this shit, and the people that are like, I can't, I can't afford, afford this shit to yeah. be in this shit other than the very back. Yeah, and so then that fucks the people in the back. Like uh, something that would have cost thirty five bucks now costs seventy dollars because everyone's buying there first because that's what they can afford. Mm-hmm. It's totally fucked up. I yeah, I think we need to just do away with it. I mean, I will go to the venue and I will buy a ticket from the fucking venue. Yeah, I've done that. I've driven to like the House of Blues and been like, one ticket, please. And they're like, uh, the problem is box offices aren't really open anymore. They want you to do this shit online. There's a meme. If you don't know what you can look up fee meme, F-E-E space meme, and it'll show up. But it says like, you know, ticket $20, um, service charge $250, facility fee $1250, Fee five fo fum two fifty. What are you gonna do, buddy? Not go two fifty. Another dollar won't hurt nobody. Fee one dollar, <laughs> and it just it like. And oh it, my god, you're right. Yeah, it captures the spirit of the of the true cost of a ticket. It's insane. I'm so for when we were young, the fees, uh, it seventy nine dollars in for fees. what for fucking for, for what? what? For I don't what? know. Fee five fo fum. What are you going to do, buddy? Not go? $79. That's what I'm like. They just got you by the short and curlies and you mm-hmm. got no choice but to fork over the $79. Well, you know what? This kind of, it, it sucks because it all kind of stems from the fact that artists don't get paid for like their music getting streamed. Mm-hmm. And this is like tours and stuff are how they're getting paid. Yeah. And I think that's why the tickets are so expensive or like, for example, why the merch is so expensive. So like my mm-hmm. jacket that, that's was exactly $70. What and so what the fuck. Yeah. And I thought about it and it's probably because every band on the back of this shirt needs to get a cut of that 
sweatshirt cost. Mm. And so how can they split that up with 30 bands and make it worth it for the merch and for the bands? And I'm, it's I'm gonna assuming be a lot of people bought a bunch of shirts. Oh, to God. Think, well, and think oh, of, God. like, I mean, imagine the price increases because of COVID for the blanks for these. Like, yeah. No, because we were at a concert recently and their merch, like, their jackets were not $70. It was, like, probably 50 I'm telling you, it's 40, because 50. the bands need their cut of the merch. Because their yeah. logo is on the back of their sweatshirt. Because the the regular T-shirts that didn't have like the band logos and stuff, they're like thirty five bucks. You know, whatever. And I I'm pretty sure that must be why it was so expensive. So I I get what you're saying, Dan. Like the the artists need their cut. Yeah. Which well, we're not buying CDs anymore. We're buying. No. You know, we we yeah. have a streaming service, and mm-hmm. I, I think people are just not getting what they used to get. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Uh, does it balance out because now they have more listeners? No, because those people were going to buy not buying tickets. anything. They They're were going to buy CDs anyway. Well, no, because now people aren't buying CDs. So you're getting less money for streaming for more and then people aren't buying the other mediums, so you're just getting less money. Yeah. Hmm. So what? Bring back CDs? No, well, carrying those big things around is so did you carry around like the big CD case and in your car and shit like that? I did, yeah. yeah. But here's so the annoying. thing: if we bring back the pay for a song mm-hmm. thing, like what 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 we were doing in like a couple years ago, I didn't buy shit. I used LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire, Kazaa. Yeah. <laughs> like- I mean, it, it, I think what it would really come down to is they got to reorganize how they pay artists for like yeah. how art, like how streaming rights work. Because yeah. the problem mm-hmm. is like. I don't know. It's so, like one of us could look up the figure, but the, like the amount of like uh, the amount of money you get per stream for an artist is like infinitesimal to the the amount that goes to the streaming platform and stuff. Yeah. Well, all I know is that the sweatshirt cost seventy dollars, <laughs> and that was that was a a hefty a hefty undertaking, but. I'm uh, glad I did it. So no regrets. It's expensive, it's a, it's but no nice regrets. Sw- it's a nice jacket, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm buying it. Black is my color. Eh, yeah. Eh. yeah. I mean, I would argue that black is everyone's color. Yeah, it is. It very much is. And I saw plenty of it this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, any last words about concerts or when we were young? Um, just that it was awesome. And I think going to concerts is a wonderful experience. If you know, you're not, if you're not photosensitive or anything like that, going out and supporting the artists mm-hmm. and being in the, you know, environment and experiencing the joy of live music. Cause even if like, you're not seeing a hard ticket event to go see a big band, go seeing like something, a cover band somewhere. That's all fun too. I think just seeing artists do their thing and rock mm-hmm. out and inspiring you and giving you joy through music is a really unifying experience and it's really mm-hmm. self-satisfying experience so i think everybody should find a musical endeavor that they like and go see it live and then pro tip taking a hot ass shower after <laughs> will revive anybody so i did this whole thing and i took a like scalding hot shower and i was ready i know i don't look like i'm ready to party because i'm not <laughs> but i'm here you are, and I'm, and, and I'm surprised because I yeah. called you and I said we can reschedule, and you're like, nah. Nah, I can do it, and I can do it. Brought to you by the hot ass waters in Vegas. There you yep. go. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. Dan, I want to leave this with you because as an artist who's performed on many stages with, you know, various bands, what's it like to have a crowd sing along to your songs and be just totally vibing the way Lindsay's saying? It's pretty surreal, not going to lie. Um, that was very fortunate to happen to me recently. Um, Bambi went on a Pacific Northwest tour, which we had never been to. And started playing some songs and crowd, which had some people that we knew that did, which first of all, we had fans that were traveling with us to see us. And we had people that were waiting to see us in a town we'd never been to sing songs back to us. And it's pretty nuts. Not going to lie. That was a pretty cool feeling. All right. All right. Made me smile. Just, I don't smile when I smi- play a lot. Okay, I maybe smile. It's because you're humming to a different song. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just humming uncontrollably. It's not pretty. Don't mm. put a mic on me when I'm playing. No, Dan does not make good faces when he drums. <laughs> no, and Liz well, has brought it up to me every time. It's, yeah, it's funny faces. He's just. He's. Is he's, he gonna sneeze? Is he gonna jizz? Is he gonna a little bit of both? Explode? Is he gonna recite the Pledge of Allegiance? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows with him? Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit of all of it. It's all, it's all of the above. Well, we hope that you get to hang out at your uh, local dive bar with a band or local arena, listen to some good music, recommend some good music. We mm-hmm. always are um, down to listen in to recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, always. In the meantime, stay safe. I know spooky season is technically over, but it's not never over spooky season will continue as long as it's in your heart and as will emo emo lives on it's not dead and it wasn't a phase mom (laughs) (laughs) we want to hear from you email us at two salty broads at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram twitter and i always forget tiktok uh (laughs) that's because you're old (laughs) i know i know we we have like what four videos on tiktok but they're entertaining so check them out yeah um i'm sapita and i'm Lindsay. thanks for listening and remember stay Stay salty. salty